You can support this podcast on patreon.com forward slash firstpawmedia. Here's to the adventure-seeking dog mushers out there. The hundreds of you who stand on the runners dreaming and thinking about the Northern Lights. Of course, there is something else you can do if you've got something to say. Start a podcast with First Paw Media and harness your creative side. Maybe even earn enough money. Enough money to tell yourself, hey, I'm not just a dog musher. I'm a rover. I'm a wanderer. I'm a voyager. I'm an explorer. Visit firstpaw.media. Mush on over today. Radio Free Palmer 89.5 KVRF presents Mushing Radio, hosted by Robert Forto. Mushing Radio is about dog-powered sports, living in the Great White North, and mushing. Visit our website at mushingradio.com. Here is your host, Robert Forto. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Robert and I am joined tonight by my co-host Tony and we are doing the Willow Junior 100 sled dog race right in my backyard here on arguably some of the best trails in Alaska and I'm looking forward to this one. So a little bit of history before we jump in to talk about who's in the race and what it's all about. This happens to be my daughter Nicole's first ever distance race. She ran this race two times. She ran it the first time her first year here, and she was scared to death and excited at the same time. <laughs> and as parents of a young teenager, we were the same. We were very excited to have her compete and get out on the trail. So a little bit of history. As I mentioned, it runs right here in our backyard. It is truly a 100-mile race, and these are teenagers. Some of them may have never raced a race like this before. It takes off from my neighbor and friend Vern Halter's kennel right up the street. He is an Iditarod and Yukon Quest veteran over many years, and he is so excited about this race every year. He puts on this huge musher meeting and, you know, the whole nine yards. It's almost like a little mini Iditarod meeting. It's really cool. The kids take off at 3 p.m. It's not a day race. They're taking off towards the evening and they mush around our trails for several miles before hanging a hard left and heading up the historic Herning Trail, which is an old gold mining trail that all of the gold miners used to walk up with their horses on their way to Hatcher Pass during Alaska's gold rush, at least in this point of the area. They show up uh, in intervals of however fast they are, and they have a really cool checkpoint camp out. They take really good care of the kids. They have food and the whole nine yards. I think they have an eight-hour layover, if I'm not mistaken, and then they turn around and come back. And some of them finish very early in the morning on Saturday. And some of them are a little slower, like my daughter. She happened to get Red Lantern her first year. <laughs> and she finished about 18 or so hours after she started. But it is an amazing race. Uh, the community is big time involved. They give all the mushers all kinds of gear. In the past, they would give the winner a sled. They give these home 
Depot, uh, you know, those Home Depot buckets, the orange ones. They fill them with all sorts of prizes that are donated by the community, including gift cards to coffee shacks and restaurants like McDonald's and Qdoba and hand warmers and gloves and mittens and all sorts of stuff. It is a very cool race, and I'm glad that we're able to talk about it here on Mushing Radio. So that is my piece, Tony. Who are these kids, and what do you know about them? So we have a pretty small roster. Uh, I feel like that's the theme of this year for all of the races. Uh, everyone's a little bit smaller, uh, but still really nice overall race. Um, the interesting thing about Willow Jr. is we don't get first names of these mushers. Um, I'm told by another parent that one of the reasons is for privacy issues because they are minors. Um, they have to be between 14 and 17 years old. 18-year-olds can run the race if they are still in school. Um, but we've got a group of nine. It looks like we've got the Robinsons in the mix. There is an E. Robinson. I'm assuming that's Emily, who has taken the mushing world by storm this year. She just won the Yukon Quest. Alaska 80, um, and now it looks like she's coming into the junior race. Almost feels like when um, Lydia from Seward in the Olympics was a swimming phenom, and, now, and then she went back and swam in high school, and you're just sitting there going like, I feel like this is almost unfair to the rest of the group. <laughs> she has so much experience, but it's a different beast when you're going from basically senior or adult back down to junior. Um, I've seen it in other niche sports like figure skating. There's a whole different rhythm to it, different rules, a little more strict in some ways. I know in this race, the 10 hour layover at the halfway point, they're not able to really hang out with people that they know parents can be there, but officials have to be there with them and and all of that. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. I do see another Robinson on the list. So I'm guessing there's a sibling. In that case, you know, are they trading dogs? Are they separate? You know, how is that going to shake out? So there's a lot of unknowns. Um, I don't actually have the list in front of me of the names just because with it being a quote unquote privacy thing, I figured we can just basically talk more about the overall what to expect, which you did a great job with. Um, I'm not as familiar with these teams, but I do. I did see that most of them have an R next to their name. So this is probably their first race or one of their first races uh, and definitely their first Willow Junior. So it's very exciting. Uh, it looks like, I don't know if the weather forecast has changed, but I saw yesterday when I was doing a little bit of research that you guys are looking at warmer temperatures above zero with some snow on the way. So I'm guessing we're going to maybe see some kids really learn about that kind of slog fest mushing that we've been seeing this year. Oh, yeah. In just the last few days, <laughs> we've probably got a, a fresh foot on the ground. And every day I bang my head against the wall thinking, my goodness, when is it going to end? Uh, it, and it, it's a little bit unusual. Typically, we'll get, 
you know, several mm -hmm. good snow dumpings throughout the year. But this year, we got that huge dumping in December and then the last couple of weeks, about a foot each time. And I was out on the snow machines today running on some of these very trails that these guys are going to run on. And uh, it is deep. It is it is powdery. It is punchy. It is sloppy. It's everything. So for a lot of these guys, as you mentioned, Tony, this is their first big time race. As I mentioned, my daughter, Nicole, uh, she had never done anything like this. And I remember uh, having her go out with all of her dogs and go up to one of those um, lakes up on the trails here and and do a camp out. She had never camped out before, and it was freezing cold, like negative 30 or something <laughs> like that. And, and I said, whatever you do, Nicole, do not come back down that hill until you have done all of your chores and given the dogs a good rest. And that's trial by fire, and I think that's what's going to happen to a lot of these kids. And you are right. They are pretty strict on that checkpoint up there. We went up there to visit and see if she made it in okay. And, you know, we got to hang out for just a little bit. But, yeah, those uh, those checkers and rule, rules officials were right there. And they do that because a lot of these kids are going to go on and run junior Iditarod and then potentially have a future in mushing. And that's why I wanted to talk about this race, Tony, because these truly are the names of the future. And we talked about the Robinsons mm -hmm. and, and uh, Emily and how she's sort of taken this, uh, this uh, mushing season, at least in Alaska, by storm this year. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about her in an Iditarod mm -hmm. or two very soon. So I'm looking forward to that. So pay attention, guys. These truly are the mushers of the future. And it's so important to pay homage and respect to these, to these young kids, because, uh, mm -hmm. if they don't, if we don't, you know, races like this that are hugely community yep. supported will often just sort of fall by the wayside. We saw that with the junior Yukon quest and mm -hmm. some of the other, uh, races down in the lower 48, the names are escaping me, but if there's not entries, there's no race. And I know that right. we're seeing a lot of smaller entries this year, not only in the adult races, but of course the juniors as well. So this race kicks off on Friday at 3 p.m. Alaska time. It will finish very quickly on Saturday, late morning, early afternoon when the, the finals get in. Then they'll have a big time banquet, as we mentioned, over at the Willow Community Center. And for folks that are listening outside, you probably have heard of the Willow Community Center. That is where <laughs> the Iditarod restart happens. And it's a brand new remodel. They just finished it this year, I guess it is. And I don't know if you've seen it, Tony, but my goodness, it uh, it is now into the future. Back, you know, a year or two ago, it was, uh, it was an old school community center. Now it's really fancy. Have you mm -hmm. seen it? I've seen the outside of it last year. We weren't allowed in there during Iditarod unless you had a reason to be in there due to the COVID restrictions. Yep. So I'm looking forward to actually going inside hopefully this year. I haven't heard if they're, you know, still keeping people out. I don't think so with them not having the whole COVID policies that they've had the last couple of years. So I'm really excited. It looks gorgeous on the outside. It looks much bigger, which me being one of those people that gets claustrophobic when there's a big crowd, I, I like a little more space. And if you're there during a mushing event, 
It is a community event. You have pretty much all of Willow there, and plus anybody and everybody coming in for Iditarod, and I'm sure uh, it's the same way with some of these other races. And uh, it, it can get pretty packed in there, especially when all you need to do is use the bathroom. So Yeah, and next weekend and over the next two weekends, not this coming weekend, but uh, the, the 16th or whatever day that is, is the start of the Willow Carnival. It's the state carnival for mm-hmm. Alaska that's kicking off right here in our little town. And it is a hoot. It is like an old time <laughs> carnival. They do pie eating contest and out out races and snow machine derbies and gardening demonstrations and uh, community <laughs> dinner and fireworks and the whole nine yards. I encourage folks that are listening to check out the Willow Winter Carnival. They even pick a king and queen and just this year they're having their first ever dance think about back in the day at school you remember those tony where the girls were on one side (laughs) and the guys were on the other and it took it took a whole lot of courage to uh to jump on that (laughs) dance floor when we were junior high wasn't that right uh, you know, I actually didn't go to the dances. I was too much of a wallflower, but um, it kind of sounds, I mean, I've seen movies, so it sounds right. Yeah, yeah, it 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 uh, it will be interesting. Sadly, I'll be out of town and won't be able to go to the dance, but next year for sure. <laughs> so I know we talked a little bit more about the, the community of Willow aside from the Willow Junior 100, but when you live in the community, you might as well talk about what we have to offer. Tony, before we go, mm-hmm. anything in closing and before our report of what's upcoming? Um, the only thing I want to say is if you are local at all close to the Willow area, go out and cheer these kids on. Um, it's a big deal. I've worked with junior mushers in the past when I worked with the CVs. Uh, they, of course, had several junior mushers almost every year, and they are the future of the sport. Not all of them will go on, of course, to run these big races like the Iditarod on the Yukon Quest, but the majority of them do. You know, we can list Travis Fields, Dallas, CV, Wade, Mars, just off the top of my head, you know, out there on the Cusco, you have Richie Deal and Pete Kaiser, who grew up in the sport, that's how we keep the sport going. And if there's no real big hoopla about it, yes, some people will continue to be in the sport, but it won't be. If you're worried about the rosters now, then go out and support these kids because they are, they're so much fun to talk to. They're so excited about just getting to race and getting kind of the spotlight for a little bit, go out, support them, show them that you care. Yeah. A hundred, 110% for sure. So upcoming, as we're recording this, we are getting very close to the finish of the Yukon quest 550. I know a lot of folks have already finished the Yukon quest 300 Yukon Quest Alaska 300 and the Yukon Quest 80 finished a few days ago. So we're going to be talking about that on Saturday. Is that right, Tony? Uh, I believe we're talking about all of that on Friday. On Friday, (laughs) on Friday. Okay, so on Friday, we're going to be doing that. We're also talking about, I believe, the Goose Bay 150. Is that right or is that next week? Nope, Goose Bay 150 and then also the Canadian Quest. And the Canadian Quest, 
Is it the Canadian Quest or the Can- Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Canadian Quest. It's Yukon Quest Canada or International or whatever they're wanting to call themselves. It's the other Yukon Quest. Yeah, and <laughs> stay tuned, guys, because there has been a smidge of drama in the Yukon <laughs> Quest world. And I'm sure Tony has all kinds of stuff to report on that. She is sending me messages on Facebook, and I don't know if I'm <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to respond or not because she's sending all of the um, all of the drama over on our Facebook um, messenger. And uh, I have not followed it nearly as close as she has. And I know yesterday, meaning uh, Tuesday, was quite the day in terms of drama on the oh uh, on the quest so 550. So, we'll talk about it. We'll oh break that down. We'll give our opinion because I think it is something that needs to be talked about and maybe somebody will listen. I know that uh, we have a lot of fans out there that have a little bit more clout than we do. And then of course, um, as we work our way, next Monday we have a special guest coming on, Barb Reddington. Yep. Hey. Barb Reddington from the Reddington we crew will be on our Junior Iditarod race preview show. We're looking forward to that. So make sure make sure you stay tuned in. And if you have not, subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you're really interested in what we have to say, go check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash firstpawmedia. Friday, we are dropping our ultra-exclusive private invitation only to Patreon supporters after show and tony we dove deep didn't we <laughs> yeah we did we i i think i think you guys were very entertained with my soapbox ranting i think it's going to be a great show so if you're <laughs> interested in soapbox ranting from tony remember she knows everything according to our... i don't know everything <laughs> according to our listeners on our reviews tony is is the uh, mushing master. So check it out uh, for as little as $2 a month. I mean, that is cheaper than a half a cup of coffee at Starbucks. You can get our after show that we're going to be calling something new. So check that out. Uh, You'll also have all sorts of perks that you can get, like ad-free episodes and blog posts and behind-the-scenes content and all that. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash... First Paw Media. You'll see the black and white logo, the white paw print. Tony, it's been a pleasure. We'll talk to you on Friday for a whole bunch of shows. Until then, goodbye. From Dog Works Radio, this is Mushing Radio. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we invite you to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find a link on the episode notes. You can tap or swipe on the episode cover art, and you'll see some offers from our sponsors. You can support our show by supporting them. If you like what you have heard, we would love it if you could give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe, too. Your host is Robert Forto. Our producers are Michelle Forto, Alex Stein, and Tony Ryder. Our executive producer is Robert Forto. Created for DogWorks Radio and First Paw Media.